You can be gone in L.A. for a long time before anyone considers it a problem. When Michaela Brand and Dylan Meserve went missing, no one seemed to notice. Michaela's mother was a former truck stop cashier living with an oxygen tank in Phoenix. Her father was unknown, probably one of the teamsters Maureen Brand had entertained over the years. Michaela had left Arizona to get away from the smothering heat, gray shrubs, air that never moved, no one caring about the dream. Dylan Meserve's mother was long dead from an undiagnosed degenerative neuromuscular disease. His father was a Brooklyn-based alto sax player who'd never wanted a rug rat in the first place and had died of an overdose five years ago. Michaela and Dylan were gorgeous and young and thin and had come to L.A. for the obvious reason. By day, he sold shoes at a footlocker in Brentwood. She was a lunch waitress at a pseudo-trattoria on the east end of Beverly Hills. They'd met at the Playhouse, taking an inner drama seminar from Nora Dowd. The last time anyone had seen them was on a Monday night, just after 10 p.m., leaving the acting workshop together. They'd worked their butts off on a scene from Simpatico. Neither really got what Sam Shepard was aiming for, but the play had plenty of juicy parts, all that screaming. Nora Dowd had urged them to inject themselves in the scene, smell the horseshit, open themselves up to the pain and the hopelessness. Nora had seemed okay with the performance, especially Dylan's contribution. That frosted Michaela a bit, but she wasn't surprised. Watching Nora go off on one of those speeches about right-brain, left-brain, talking more to herself than to anyone else, the Playhouse's front room was set up like a theater with a stage and folding chairs. The only time it got used was for seminars. Dylan and Michaela lived in single-room studio apartments, his on Overland in Culver City, hers on Holt Avenue, south of Pico. Both their cribs were tiny, dark, ground-floor units, pretty much dumps. This was L.A., where rent could crush you and day jobs barely covered the basics, and it was hard sometimes not to get depressed. After they didn't show up at work for two days running, their respective employers fired them. And that was the extent of it. I heard about it the way most everyone else did, third story on the evening news, right after the trial of a hip-hop star accused of assault and floods in Indonesia. I was eating a solitary dinner and half listening to the broadcast. This one caught my attention because I gravitate toward local crime stories. Couple abducted at gunpoint, found naked and dehydrated in the hills of Malibu. I played with a remote, but no other broadcast added details. The following morning, the Times filled in a bit more. A pair of acting students had left a nighttime class in West L.A. and driven east in her car to the young woman's apartment in the Pico-Robertson district. Waiting at a red light at Sherborne and Pico, they'd been carjacked by a masked gunman who stashed them both in the trunk and drove for over an hour. When the car stopped and the trunk popped, the couple found themselves in pitch darkness somewhere out in the country. The spot was later identified as Latigo Canyon in the hills of Malibu. The carjacker forced them to stumble down a steep hillside to a densely wooded area where the young woman tied up the young man at gunpoint and was subsequently bound herself. Sexual assault was implied but not specified. The assailant was described as white, medium height, and stocky, 30 to 40, with a southern accent. Malibu was county territory, sheriff's jurisdiction. The crime had taken place 50 miles from LAPD headquarters, but violent whodunits were handled by major crimes detectives, and anyone with information was requested to phone downtown. 
If I'd been curious enough, I could have called Milo, maybe learned more about the abduction. I was busy with custody cases. I put the newspaper aside, happy the case was someone else's problem. But as I showered and dressed, I kept imagining the crime scene. Glorious golden hills, the ocean a stunning blue infinity. It's gotten to a point where it's hard for me to see beauty without thinking of the alternative. Milo would be happy this one wasn't his. Then, it was.